Hey everybody, this is Martin and you're listening to Healing Together, a podcast that connects you to me and some of my amazing friends, where we hope that our stories will bring you comfort, inspiration and healing. I want to give you a behind the scenes view of people's lives, both the ordinary and extraordinary. And I think that you will realize that most often moving through struggle relies on finding a way to shine a light on some of the darkest corners of your heart. And through this, we can build strength and therefore remain open, kind and grateful. Welcome to episode two of Healing Together. First of all, thank you everybody for your amazing feedback on the introductory episode. It's really overwhelmed by the level of support from everybody and so much so that I was chomping at the bit to start recording your next episode. And so here we are. It's Saturday night and I have episode two's guest sitting here alongside me, my wonderful husband, Amram. <laughs> so, how are you? I'm alright. How are you really? I'm yawning. Yeah? Sounds... How was yoga today? Weird. Old. Yeah? Looks fly. Looks fly. Yeah. Upside down. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> We're definitely going to have to start recording this on video so that people can see your crazy eyebrows going up and down. Mm. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're having a drink. We're having a glass of wine. Cheers. Okay, so um, when I have guests on the podcast, I've decided to start the podcast with a moment where we just take a few deep breaths to help us be calm and check in with how we're really feeling. So sit up straight. Close your eyes. serious take a nice deep breath in through the nose right down into your belly and exhale let it go through the mouth you can join us everybody we're going to do two more of these cleansing breaths inhaling through the nose exhale relax your forehead jaw shoulders heart belly one more Inhaling. And exhale. Okay, so let's begin. So I'm going to hand over to you now. And I want you to tell me, remind me, and tell our lovely listeners a bit about where you came from, a bit of your story. Tell us your story. In any way that feels right for you, just tell us a little bit about where you come from. Like, as if when we first met, you know, so tell me, tell me where really you're from. Like, oh, yeah, I'm from Belarus. It's a very interesting country. Everybody probably heard about it recently. No one heard about it. About it before, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's like little USSR that still exists somewhere in the middle of Europe. Well, if you count Russia, it's the middle. If you don't, it's just next to Russia. And was born there in a kind of Polish heritage family, and when I was. When I was already when I moved to Poland, when I was about twenty. I, I find, f- found out that it's it's actually a Jewish heritage family, but which was a huge secret, uh, which my grandmother kept till the last day almost. 
Yeah, she was born in a place. It's called Shtetl. It's like Jewish town. Before the war and like in 1939, the population there was like two two thousand Jews and one hundred non-Jews, and obviously one day it changed completely. So there were no more Jews in the war. Well, yeah, during the war, so her family managed to to run away, and since then it was a huge secret in the family. She never told anyone. She just she did it. Um, Really, just like a few months before she died. Anyway, so yeah, when I was about, uh, well, I was really active, uh, no different kind of like, um, movements for the youth and stuff like this. And when I was about uh, 20, no, less than 20, 18, 19. Something like this. I moved to Poland just because I was able to get a citizenship uh, because of my roots, because the territory where I was born before the war it was it was Poland. So I just went for the better life, I suppose. Well, yeah, it was back then. Still it is because yeah, it's just different level. Uh, yeah, because Belarus is. I've been there. I've been there. Seven, six years ago, something like this. Mm-hmm. So, like, and it was the first time since I moved out, I think, or second. Anyway, I haven't, uh, I haven't been there for for a long time, and 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 I, and I went when I already when I was living here in UK, I went there just to visit, and it was a, an experience. It's like back to USSR with the mobile phones now. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I was to Poland. Uh, I started started the uni, studying in um, back in Belarus. I moved to Poland. I carried on with this, and uh, I got quite depressed at some point. So I oh, I just needed to change the environment. So I decided, and it was a year I think that Poland joined the EU, so all the borders were open and so I was like oh, I'm going somewhere so I found the job on Cyprus and I went there uh, my first job in hospitality I spent there quite a few months working you know, like four or five stars wholesale and it was quite that was nice yeah I love Cyprus as you love how old were you then oh goodness me 21 22 something okay. like this I think Maybe less. Anyway, I came back at some point. I wasn't really happy with money and yeah, I wasn't really happy in general. Uh, it was just the beginning, and really, like back then, the people from Poland were treated on Cyprus like a third world, and yeah. Anyway, well, I loved it though. I I did. Yeah, kind of had friends. And, so yeah, uh, what else? Uh, so I found like um, spent some time in Poland doing nothing, and I found a job. Stuck again in hospitality because I knew it already. I did it on quite a high level back in Cyprus. So yeah, I found a job. I started on the bar, and then I, at some point I got to, to manage in a quite a big place. quite enjoyable it's really good memories and then I've decided to change my path again and I started working in the banks I worked in three or four since then it took me a few years when I realized I just can't do it anymore because <laughs> well I know that uh, yeah because this Corporal level was just well, and again, it's like it's not like a very much civilized corporal level. It's a Polish corporal level where you just need to do things, and, and then they want it, and otherwise they won't pay you at all. Just do what you're told, or oh, we'll yeah. punish you. 
Yeah, kind of. It's kind of like that in HSBC too. <laughs> I think it's more civilised here anyway. It's well, just... maybe. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Anyway, yeah. Um, and then, in the meantime, I found out, because my grandmother was dying, and I found out, which, which wasn't really a secret, because we kind of knew about it for a long time. But, yeah, we found out about the Jewish roots, and I started... Uh, connecting with the Jewish community back there in Poland where I used to live. Mm. And again, obviously, um, I didn't go for like orthodox. I went for the progressive, uh, quite obviously, because orthodox is still like... <laughs> I mean, they do accept gays, especially in Europe. Yeah, in Europe, simply because they have to. But it's it's just like still in the background and because mm-hmm. orthodox judaism is at this point it's you know, much worse than orthodox christianity or whatever it's like which is like islam anyway um so yeah progress judaism and uh i made kind of conversion i had to because i kind of couldn't prove my story because while well, the papers were burned <laughs> back then in the war. With when your grandma left Poland. Yeah, so... Um, the, obviously, I kind of loved the path and it was quite interesting in some way. I, I got to the... I wanted to study more and there is a school, kind of university in Stockholm of uh, Jewish studies. Well, it's not very easy to describe its kind of philosophy and religion and everything and say it's just a Jewish studies and so what Jew, Jewish is yeah. it's religion connected with the social stuff and um, yeah so I got accepted like my friend I don't know, he, he finished the school and he said here yeah, you must go so I did I got accepted and I loved absolutely loved and enjoyed this time in Stockholm it's like one of my favorite places in the world yeah. And in the meantime, when I was almost finished there with the, at the school, because I kind of was quite good, I got accepted in the next school. It's always like a next level, very deep. And this school was in Jerusalem. And so in the year... Was, uh, 2016 I think yeah yeah so yeah in 2016 uh, in September I supposed to like on the 15th of September if I remember correctly I supposed to start my studies in Jerusalem so in the meantime because I finished in in May high school it's like oh I'll go and visit my friends in UK because they they were back then they were here for like five years or so and they were always saying, my friends from the, from from this my favorite job in Poland, like this restaurant. Oh yeah, at uh, Sopot, this hotel. Uh, no, it's the... not Sopot, it's Grinia. Ah, in, but the, the the wedding hotel that you told well, me it, about. No, 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 no. It's um, wedding hotel is a different thing. It's kind of was in the meantime, but no, it was like a restaurant in Grinia, like in a, in, a, in, a, in the best place in, in the city where you like on a huge hill. There is no like one wall is a huge glass and you can see the the whole of the sea, Baltic Sea. It's like amazing place. Anyway, we, we had uh, lots of weddings as well. Uh, so yeah, these people uh, they they moved here uh, uh, five years before me, and then they were always like, "Oh, just come and visit us." And blah blah, so nice. So they they were living in Kazik. Kazik. Oh, you love Kazik. <laughs> I don't think it will ever stop. I really hate the place. Like, I mean, we can, we, 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 yeah, if we'll go for a pint, I'm fine. For a meal. <laughs> uh, and we can take the dogs, I suppose we can take the dogs to, to, to the lake. Although I fucking hate this lake because it's, it's so boring. <laughs> it's like everything is boring in podcasting. But whatever. Um, it's like, um, I keep telling everyone who, well, we've got any discussions about Kesik. I'm, I'm always like, it's, it's a nice place to visit for one, two, three days. 
to live there, you better hang yourself, really. It's just <laughs> so terrible. Um, well, yeah, it wasn't the best life there, working in a hotel for a company that was taking advantage of your uh, reason for being there. And no, that no was the business model. Well, I know I it was the business model. <laughs> but I know, I'm being... With uh, all the um, not wanted immigrants going back home. <laughs> we, well, we can get political, but anyway, I'm no, more interested in your story. Anyhow, uh, yeah. So in Keswick, so, hating it, no, working in it. hospitality. Yeah, so how many years have I spent there? Quite a few years. And then in the meantime, so yeah, I, I suppose I, 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 came, I, I came there for, for a summer. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'll, I'll do a few quid. So I will have some money for the start in Jerusalem because Israel is, isn't cheap. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's, it's kind of, at some point I just realized that I don't want to move anymore. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm good here. And, uh, I think I'm, I'm too tired and I'm too old to, to start in next level of studying and just moving in. Well, yeah, and I, I don't like Jerusalem. I told you at some point, yeah, just like anywhere in, in Israel. But like, I love Jerusalem to visit again because it's an incredible place. Like, one of it, well, obviously, it's one of its kind. It's like the most known city probably in the world. Yeah. Uh, but just to live there, oh, goodness me, no. Uh, so, yeah, so I stayed, I didn't go. In Keswick? Uh, stayed in Keswick. I had some kind of relationship in the meantime. And, I mean, yeah, I think I, I just kind of stayed in this relationship just to, to have a reason to stay in the UK because I, didn't, I really didn't want to move anymore. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I spent a few years and then I got this flat in Pendraith. Just applied and I got it, but it was it's quite quite far from Keswick. I used to drive every day, so yeah. And then yeah, well anyway, then I broke up with uh, uh, this person. Spent some nice time, and then when we met, mm-hmm. strange way, strange way. Well, yeah, it was quite a surprise. I mean, still the last moment, I was like, I need to drive. Oh, God. It was a long drive. Okay, so that's the point where we met, which I might uh, start to tell that story, and you can uh, support the the telling of that story in a, in, in a moment. But I wanted to ask you a couple of questions about up until that point really which is this and it's very relevant to where we are right now that you've had this hospitality background that's your work and yet there's this other very strong line running through your story which is uh, related to religion theological beliefs practices and that was a big part of my interest <laughs> in you when we met, that you had this um, k- kind of alternative perspective on the world that I live, inhabit, you know, uh, be in. And, and you knew everything about yogic practices, um, energy work, like that was very much just well as as you do it was just like oh yeah 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 yeah, i know about that i know about that kind of thing and it was really strange to me because most people that i met up until that point certainly in a romantic capacity were just thought i was the strange one and you were just so familiar with it and it seemed just par for the course for you and you know linked into your studies like you understood you 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 got my world and so that was a big part of my attraction to you that I didn't have to explain it all and so would you be okay just describing a bit about where all of 
what I do <clears throat> and more of that fits into your Yeah, but it's just like, oh, you, you, could you describe a bit? It's, it's, you can't really do a bit of it. It's, it's kind of like my thing and um, since I was born, slow's a thing about it. It's like, it's like a separate story. Okay. Uh, like, um, well, what can I start with? So my, my, pa- uh, my, my father, not the favorite figure. Uh, anyway, he mm, there is a story which, which which is true, but that's kind of the family story. So what one? Uh, I think it was. I don't remember. It was his grandfather or someone from the family. Anyway, dying, and he was. Um, how are they call male witch. Male witch. Yeah, there is a word. I don't remember anyway. So anyway, he was kind of bruja. Bruja. Yeah, and uh, the the story says they can't die. If they won't pass, kind of like they blessing or whatever, or curse to to someone else, so they need to shake their hand, and and my father did. With the, uh, with him. But because it goes uh, kind of over the generation, it, it doesn't go straight there. So, yeah. For, since I was a kid, and there were many things I was seeing and, and feeling, and therefore, quite obviously, I was quite open and interested. And then again, Judaism. Uh, it's much more complex than anyone can think, especially for me because I went for I was I was really interested in in, in, in this. Um, I mean, I know the classic Judaism. I know the religion, and I know all the rules, and uh, I know all of it, but. I was kind of always trying to to get to this um, philosophy side, um, and the part of Judaism created something called Kabbalah, which is, if you're clear, it's basics of all the um, mystical mystical theories in Europe, all around. Kabbalah will be in them, and it's very, very, very close to all the religions, um, especially the oldest, like uh, Hinduism, Buddhism. It's not religion, really. It is. Uh, so yeah, uh, Kabbalah is really close to all of it, and again, it's a, it's a very, very big topic. Obviously, I'm not talking. About about the Kabbalah, Madonna style Kabbalah. No, I mean, I suppose she kind of knows what she's doing, and it, it is right, but you know, this selling this Kabbalistic water for like $15 a bottle. Okay, it's, like the is, business side of and the, the belief yeah, system. There's always everywhere business side. Um, but yeah, Kabbalah is, is a system. So. When you are trying to get deeper into it, you're getting deeper in, in many more things. And obviously, yeah, I'm interested in yoga, interested in anything else. And now I'm interested in all the healing practices, and I, I, I'm trying to get as, as many as I can so uh, to be able to do this. Also, came as, as one of the kind of things it's because it's who is that trying to get in here who it's, is it it's chase oh it's not it's chase and pasha and pippa oh go on go lie down bang in the door we're working mm-hmm shut the door <laughs> 
det är er cute. Mm-hmm. So yeah. No, what was the question? Well, no, because you, I, I couldn't understand why, you know, of course, me and my big ego at the time, like I'm mystical yogi in Carlisle, you know, feeling quite special. And then when I tell you about it, you're like, yeah, I know all about this. Not impressed. <laughs> Which is actually how often when I come to you with new idea, uh, sorry, air quotes, new ideas and ways of doing things and understanding from my very British narrow-minded perspective you often know a lot about where that comes from and understand it so it was really uh, when we met it was really refreshing for me I mean challenging in in the sense that you probably knew more than I did and being so well being who I am uh, you know, feeling uh, kind of in awe of you and your level of knowledge that was, is really attractive to me. So then you are in Keswick, living in Penrith, working in a small hotel with all of this knowledge. It wasn't that small, to be fair. Well, no, but, you know... I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm setting the scene. Okay, the facts aren't <clears throat> that important with what I'm trying to do here. Yeah. You know, we, we met and I don't imagine you'd met many people up until this point that had an interest in this world, in Keswick, I mean, and in Penrith. Is that no. right or is that me being a twat? No, I like no Okay. Was that part of the appeal? Yeah, in quite possibly. You? I don't know. I've never thought, I, I never thought about it, to be fair. So okay, so we met. Um, so how we met was through a dating app called Grinder. Any gays that are listening will know of it. Um, given quite a bad rap, I think. I think everybody knows about Grinder. Do you? Do you think? Yeah, it's like people. Yeah, it's too. a thing. It's like a cultural thing. Everybody knows about Grinder, not only gays. It's like, oh, there is a grinder. Oh, well, I've met some of some of the best people in my life through Grinder, and and I wasn't always having sex with them. So, um, yeah, I yeah. I like Grinder. I think it's. I mean, to be fair, it's it, it's super nice. But yeah. So anyway, that's how we met, and uh, I think we might have to share the the story of how we met another time, but. We met, anyway, and it was quite clear from when we met that you were somebody that wasn't the usual person I would meet on this app, um, or in my life, at all. Uh, And given what you've just talked to us about, I guess that's pretty obvious. Um, Anybody in North Cumbria would probably attest to the fact that you are not the usual type of person that they would meet, your history, how you are. And I can get bored quite easily with people. And that was the case, definitely, with most people that I met. Um, and so I met you. And I I remember at that time in my life, I'd had enough of dating and trying to meet somebody and trying to find that sense of, um, I suppose, uh, excitement, interest. Um it's so funny thinking back to it now because it was so basic. It was like, I want to like you the best. And so that will be my measure of whether or not you're any um, of any interest to me. Anyway, I was quite happy on my own um, after a period of uh, intense reflection. And uh, yeah, that I'll talk about that another time. Basically, I'd ended up doing this Iron Man, the Lakesman which had uh, been a dark night of the soul type experience. And I finally decided I was happy on my own. And then you came along out of nowhere. And I thought, oh, he's quite exotic, quite interesting. Um, and there was a few uh, kind of stop starts with us meeting. And then we did meet. And I was, I think I remember being quite resistant. I was quite... Um, quite standoffish with you um, and you remember my clinical house with everything 
<laughs> the white the white carpets, the sofas all in it's line. Like, you, could you imagine coming to the dressing <laughs> room in, a, in a somewhere like in a very expensive dentistry? Well, it was nice. I thought it and, was nice. And you like sitting around and like, oh yeah, the dentist will come soon. Yeah, it still was this feeling. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting on the sofa opposite to you <clears throat> and you'd said, uh, I'm quite old fashioned in that I believe that, you know, we're all meant to uh, be with somebody that's meant for us. And, and I was like, yeah, fucking hell. People think they want that, but it's bullshit. And actually they, they don't want that. They just, um, they, they, it's a fantasy. And I looked at you in disbelief and then this thing kind of swept over me which was like, oh my God, he is that person that I wanted to say that and I thought I was okay on my own. And when I remember softening and that softening was represented by coming and sitting with you on the other sofa, on the other oh, side yeah, of the yeah, table. <laughs> and I was like, well, maybe I'll come and sit with you over there then. And given the level of intimacy that we were experiencing about half an hour before it's ridiculous that i thought that moving from one sofa to the next over the coffee table was softening towards you <laughs> White carpet <laughs> and little pippa she oh. was in the crate i think i actually said to you didn't i she was in the crate she was out she was but she i'd said i'd said to all you, around pissing all around because she's excited to see you oh god she's so um, and I think I'd, in, I'd enticed you from Penrith to mine in Carlisle by saying, do you want to come and see my puppy? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> <laughs> oh, She's still my girl. No. Oh, she Our girl. <laughs> she's my girl. She your favourite? Yeah. <gasps> no, I mean... No, it's it's not like this. I love them all. Well, well most of them. Uh, Pasha is my choice, kind of. He's like... He's, he was made for, for the order. Made to order, yeah. Yeah, but people is people. Oh, bless him. So, yes. So then I realised when I came and sat on that sofa with you and you looked in my eyes... And I think you said something like, um, I can see exactly who you are or something like that. Like you knew. Well, I always can see. Yeah. Exactly. What did you say? What? You said, I can always see. So what did you see then when you met me? Oh, madness. Madness. <laughs> now this um, um, Alice in the Wonderland. Okay. Was it Wonderland with the with the rabbit? Alice in Wonderland. Was it? Oh, rabbit was in both stories. Behind the mirrors as well. It was on rabbit. Yeah. So rabbit. My eyes. Yeah. What did you say? Madness in my eyes. That's kind of nice madness. So like different to the closed off. Rest of the world or something. Okay. Oh well, I'll I'll take that. I, I I I used to think that you meant that I was just crazy, but not in a good way. Yeah, and, and I'm just. I like to meet people who are crazy enough in a good way. Yeah, it's just like. Oh. Well, maybe you do. No. <laughs> I don't. I had too many of them in my life. Because they're always looking for hope. But it's interesting because, and I guess that moves us on to the next part, really, that you have helped me a lot, but I wasn't looking for that. I think I resist it, actually, quite a lot of the time. For the first two years that we were together, 18 months maybe, that was the overriding sensation that I had. I was like, he is noticing me in ways that I don't even notice myself. I'm so annoying. I now know how my clients feel. <laughs> but that's, that's what it was. It was like you, you seeing things that I don't see. 
Yeah, but it's it's it. it's a stupid gift or whatever, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's nothing nice, really. can't be in a, in a crowded places because people are you. because you can see how they are even though yeah, they can't yeah all of them and, and it's yeah. just annoying mm. okay well a lot a lot to take on yeah yeah it's a stupid thing when you work in hospitality <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, yeah yeah anyway well and hence you know the the, the change that you've made recently, which we'll come on to in a minute. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I said that in this podcast I was going to go with the flow and not be too rigid with my structure, which I haven't. And I think you are quite enjoying talking about yourself, which you didn't really show that you might feel like that at the beginning. Okay, so... One of the decisions that you've made recently is to leave hospitality. I mean, it's a lot of time, right? Mm-hmm. We're going to do some work together. Yeah. Work together. Healing. Healing together. <laughs> Everything tells you that you need to change your life properly, so you have to. Well, and, you know, if we think back over the last couple of years and some of the decisions that we made to try and move us as a family in the right direction, we've had quite a few signs that the decisions that we were making weren't the right ones. Huh? Okay, so I am going with the flow of this conversation and there are quite a few things on my list here that I would like us to cover. However, I think we're going to end up having to do more than this podcast together because there's way more. We've covered one section of the three that I wanted to cover and I wanted to keep this podcast under an hour. So I guess this is the introduction to Amram podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Sarcastic. No, not really. How's your neck? Okay. Today's podcast has been introduction to Amram. I'll change that when I advertise it. Um, I think that you've got a lot to share with people around here, people oh. around where we live, around who our, you know, who our community is, whoever that that is, whether that's here locally. You know when, for example, you've been with me abroad working, when we've been on the retreats and when we've been to Ibiza, you definitely, whether you like it or not, and I think it's that thing that you were saying earlier on where you see people and when people notice you seeing them, they want to be near you. It's like a light. I think it's like... My amazing friend, our amazing friend, Claire Harris, always said to me that those who are natural healers tend to have like a, uh, almost like a light behind them and those that need it are drawn to it. They come, they come wanting your energy, needing your energy. Do you get that? I don't know if, well, yeah, I'll just, I, I, I get a sense that maybe some of your work is about trying to manage yourself while people want that energy, need that energy, and the impact it has on you. What do you think about that? Yeah. 
this one time I went and it's not your comedy either it's just like I don't know lyrics mm-hmm. what would you uh, just because you can it doesn't mean you should yes absolutely I think this is the next section before we close the podcast for today which is one of the things that you definitely taught me. One of the things that I didn't want to learn and I still am learning that when we got together, I think one of the, before we really spent time together in lockdown, I think it was in those earlier days, like in the first um, 18 months of our relationship, what I felt like was you struggling with the work that I do struggled with how much I gave to people yeah my lack of boundaries what I realized over time was people just come for me whether the house looks like a piece of shit or not and well, I suppose with all their problems they probably don't they're not coming to, to, to look at the museum I know a museum <laughs> or a very Nicely decorated it's like, house. Oh, I'm coming to this psychiatrist. Um, um, <laughs> and um, I'm wondering how his hair looks like. <laughs> Has he got it's shutters? It's a mess! <laughs> it's a mess! Oh, I shouldn't come anymore. <laughs> well, you yeah, know. Seriously. And so by us living together and you helping me realise that that stuff that I thought mattered didn't matter, it yeah, probably... White, white carpet and blue walls, that's the stuff that matters. Well, I... okay, okay, I, I accept that my misguided motivations, you know, might not have meant that we lived together peacefully. Well, truly, we didn't live together that peacefully in those times. But, you know, actually, that's one of the gifts that I maybe haven't thanked you for, that you've helped me realise that it doesn't actually matter how it looks like. You know, the, the, um, the, the thing that people come for is that space that I provide, and it doesn't really matter what that space looks like. You said that to me anyway recently when we were going through something and you said, actually, all I just I just want you. I just want you around. And I couldn't understand why my presence wasn't, uh, what, sorry, was so valuable. Um, and you're like, well, because it is. Just to have you around is enough. And that's one of the things that I feel like you've given me the most. It's like... It doesn't matter what I do, what I, what I buy, what I, um, how hard I try, just existing alongside you actually is enough. I think that's a real gift. It's something that maybe other people might forget, you know, in their relationships that you don't have to try so hard, just be. Actually, just be present. Just be around. I mean, if you stress so hard, any hard in the relationship, it's, it's not really a relationship, is it? It's a trial. Try. Well, if you need to try, it's a trial, isn't it? Okay. But then that's one of the things that pisses me off about you sometimes, that you don't try. Yeah. Yeah. But you see that as a sign of the relationship being in a strong place. That you don't have to try. That you can just be. Well, that's true. Well, I'm, I'm learning that, I guess. Learning to just be, just relax, not try hard. So what's the, um, I think I know this anyway, but for people who are listening, when you think that you have to try harder, what would you recommend? 
because there'll be lots of people listening think well you do have to try harder you do have to work at it you do have to I mean, what, what, invest you do. relationships yeah you need to do invest but you you, you don't you, you certainly don't need to try anything because if you try and it's a fucking trial and like trial is usually three months isn't it it's like when it's over it's over and and then if you try it again it's kind of like you're out of your control getting it Okay, so the way that I hear that you're is not that trying, you're just being yourself. Yeah. I mean, this is like you're talking now about this bullshit, really. Like, oh, relationship. Fucking be yourself. If someone doesn't like it, probably, most possibly, it's not your person. It's simple as that. But there have been times where, because I, I try hard, you know, I work very hard, recovering people, please. Uh, my work is always about trying to be as authentic as possible and knowing that those How could people... How try to be authentic? Well, work, work uh, against no, it's like not being authentic. You're being authentic, or you're not being authentic. Trying to be authentic means you're not authentic. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. I get that. But when when I will pretend I'm authentic today. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> oh, hi, sweetie, darling. <laughs> right, everybody. This is exactly what pisses me off. I know you're right, but sometimes other people take a little bit longer to get to where you're at. Yeah, like till 90 or whatever. Like till what? 90. Till 90. Well, no, it's too bad. Look, we've been together four years and I have much I mean, more of an understanding of this. No, but it, this, uh, this authenticity, it's so hard when... Look, you know, right, British people generally have been brought up to perform to live by a certain script you do this you get that it's all very um for it's it's all very well not not anymore and so this authenticity is so important but it's all right to know that your journey towards being more authentic involves a bit of effort to strip away to strip away all of the things that meant that you I weren't authentic in the first place. Authentic. Yeah. I am who I am. I'm on a journey. So there's no journey. You just be who you are and fuck anybody that doesn't get it. Well, yeah. Why, well, I know you live why, that way, but that's you, really why, quite why difficult you need, when you haven't lived that way need, for your life. Why would you ever need... Anyone who doesn't get you in your life. This is like the utopia of how to exist in the world. I mean, utopia, seriously, like, watch Sex and the City, really. And, like, watch anything. It's, it's, like, why would you want to be with anyone who doesn't like you, who just likes, who pretends to be? It's like, how long will you be able to pretend to be someone else? Year, two, three, I mean, ten. A I, lifetime? I don't think I don't, no, no, not a lifetime. Seriously. Some no. do. No, no, they don't because they, they, this is all these divorces and when they are... Oh, your favourite series, isn't it? Oh, This Is Us? No. Frankie. Grace and Frankie? Yeah. Oh. So, her husband... How long did he pretend? Five decades, maybe. Yeah. No, maybe four. Well, not till the end of his life, but yeah, yeah. he did yeah. for a while. So the it? the truth always comes out. Obviously. Okay. I mean, when you okay. when you fucking you got a few years left to live, and like, what's the point to like? Mm-hmm. To yourself, mostly. Mm-hmm. It's funny when you said that before because. When I'm at work with people, and obviously I'm in a very safe place, which is um, not my whole personal life, which, as you're all <laughs> clearly hearing, can be messy and <laughs> fragmented at times. But, you know, in, in work, it's quite easy for me to sit like you do now, Amram, in front of me, 
and talk about these concepts, but to live them is so much harder. You know, to, to say to yourself, the way that I feel is going to come out in the end anyway, so I'm just going to do it now and fuck what anybody else thinks. You know, your, your, your appeal to me is because you do that, but at the same time, it's the most frustrating thing about you because at times where I'm struggling to be like that, you show me that I'm struggling to be like that. It's hard. But it's part of your pain with being in groups of people that you see them not doing that and looking at you or something right, where you where they, you see them noticing you being different. Oh, God. Oh, I'm sure you need to find it for me right now. What are you uh, looking for? Oh, she sent me a message. Oh, I will try to translate so it will be perfect. What, is this from your mum? Yeah, she did so uh, yesterday. So Okay. It says, when the bird is alive, it eats the ants. Mm -hmm. But when the bird is, when the bird dies, ants eat it. Yes. So the time and the circumstances can change any time, any moment. So don't try to change no one and nothing around you. You can have a power today, but remember, time is much more powerful than you and much more powerful than anyone else. You need to know that from the tree you can get a million of matches mm -hmm. but just one match is enough to burn a million of trees mm -hmm. you need to to live your life moving and making good time is a is like a river you could never touch the same water Again, just because it moved on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Enjoy every minute of your life and just remember, never look for the good look. Just because with time it will change. Don't look for an ideal people simply because they don't exist. First of all, Find someone, the person, who knows his own its own price, and who believes in you. Have just four kinds of love in you, to the God. Well, probably not for the people who don't believe, but whatever. okay. But but to 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 a higher being. To life. To life. To the higher. To family, family and to friends. Yes. Just because life is so short, God is alive, family, always unique, friends, because they are so rare. Well, they sound like, that sounds like a great way to live, if there's any rules to live by. Yeah. Believe in a it's higher power. Simple, isn't it? Believe in family. You don't have to believe in a higher power. If you will believe in yourself, you will believe in a higher power. Yeah. Straight away. Just because when you believe in yourself, you know that there is something else. Yeah. I mean, we, we shouldn't be, be going deep because we will go deep again Kabbalah like higher power and stuff we are the higher power you are the guru well I am <laughs> guru Amram well so am I hello everybody guru Martin guru no guru Martin guru Martin I will share with you today <laughs> all the truths Oh God, Abfab, when she, you showed me this earlier, didn't you? 
Should we share? We'll share the episode on the podcast. The episode where she sits in the um, toilet. Um, ring ting, ring ting, ting. Um, is it working yet? Is it? <laughs> is it working? Is this um working? I mean, she's genius. I know she is, and this is like twenty years ago before it even became popular. Twenty thirty, not twenty. No, twenty five years ago, I think. Yeah. Oh my god. Should we do a card to finish? Uh, why not? Okay, okay. Well, hang on a minute then. I just want to do my summary of what we've done so far. So I hope that even though we've gone off my plan for this session, actually what I'm realising is that we need more of these sessions together. Well, I think that we do. I hope everybody else agrees. And if they don't, I hope they tell us. But we've gone off-piste, and so the three sections for today were your story, our story, and our future. I think I'm... Well, we're not there yet, I suppose. We're just where we are now. But at least people have got to know you, which is the main aim of this podcast, really. So... One of the things that was on my plan, which I took off the plan, which now we've put back on the plan, is that other than the lovely bit of breath work that I offered at the beginning of the class, which was a class, (laughs) uh, the podcast, which was very simple, and that's the whole thing about breath work. It is simple. It's about being with your breath and realising that breath is life. Breath is a calm mind. Breath is stillness. And so I was going to offer a card reading from this gorgeous deck. Well, not a not a reading, not a reading, but a card offering from this deck, which is the Sophie Bashford and Hilary Watson card deck, which again I will share on the podcast. Uh, website on Aircast and so I'm just fanning out this deck now for Amram to choose and gods, goddesses and guardians please provide Amram with the guidance that he needs for the question that he has or doesn't have mind the mic babe so you've got Rhiannon inner strength what does the card say to you? What are you seeing from this card? Well, there is an Irish lass. With a raven hair. Yeah. And she probably lost her way home because it's fucking midnight and she's still with her hearts. Oh, so she's got a full moon between her and this... Uh, this this horse, this kind of grey, beigey coloured horse. It's lovely. Look at the hair. Mm-hmm. She's a girl. She's a girl. Yeah, she's definitely a girl. You, what else are you noticing about Rhiannon? She reminds me of someone. Do you know who it is? No idea, but you know, she's very Irish. She's Irish. The moon. It's a moon. It's a moon. Should we see what this lovely book has to say about Rhiannon? Where's Rhiannon? R-A-R-I. Here she is. Now, you didn't mention that the subtitle underneath Rhiannon's name was Inner Strength. So that is... Well, you can read, I know, but the, pod, the people on the podcast can't read, can they? Because they can't see. You can, though. I know. Well, well, am I doing everything? That would be a good theme for our relationship. It's not a relationship, it's a podcast. <laughs> you can't read a fucking card. Well, okay. Rhiannon, inner strength. Don't give up now. You can do this. <gasps> Rhiannon is a Welsh lady. Welsh. She's not Irish. What the Welsh. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Is a Welsh lady of the other world whose name means great queen. Well, that would fit you. 
She features in medieval manuscripts called Mabinogion. Oh God, how do you say that? Mabinogion. It's like French. Well, because well, it's just kind of like quite similar, isn't it? Is it? Well, it's, it's actually is. It actually is. Well, thanks for furnishing me with your I mean, privilege it has the same there. Rose, so. <laughs> Rhiannon twice avoided arranged marriages and was falsely accused of murdering her own baby. Refusing to blame those who wronged her, she instead rose above adversity by taking command of her female power. Rhiannon worked from within an unjust social structure to improve her circumstances, rather than trying to escape it entirely. A goddess of strength and sovereignty, Rhiannon encourages us to heal the inner victim. Her many symbols include the moon, White mares. So she's a white mare, this horse. You said she was female. Of course she is. Well, I'm okay. I'm glad. Yeah, it's you, isn't it? You always know. Moonstones and white flowers. It's really nice. Beautiful Rhiannon rides in on a white horse, bathing you in her moonlit glow. She sees that you need a reminder of your inner strength. Jumping down from her saddle... She confidently takes your arm in hers as you walk together through a magical forest. It may feel as if life is stacked against you, or that your challenges are just too much to bear, Rhiannon says softly. I see the weight upon your back, the uphill climb, the obstacles in your path. Let's set your burdens down for a moment, Amram. As you gaze into my eyes, gaze into my eyes. I invoke your great spiritual powers of endurance. You were made for this life of determined empowerment and you will reach your destination. Don't crumble now. You have what it takes to go the distance. I'll never ask you to ignore your suffering or fatigue, but your instant remedy is to remember your sovereignty and greatness. Recall your enormous capacity to triumph within seemingly impossible circumstances. Reflect upon your inspiring perseverance in the face of any oppressive system that doesn't honour you. Stay devoted to the path that's calling you now. You're stronger than you know. Okay, some additional meanings from Rhiannon. Okay, this I think this is really relevant. If you're feeling defeated or overwhelmed, ask for help. Uh, you never ask for help. You never ask for help. No, I don't. I know vulnerability is absolutely a weakness in your eyes. You need to connect with Brené Brown stuff. Anyway, Rhiannon didn't say that I did. Uh, what also she says is, don't let the past define your present let it go. Let it go. This relationship or situation requires your commitment now. Oh. And your current challenge holds a hidden gift. Challenges and adversity no, bring forth nice. my majestic strength. I think it's so true. Well, it is, yeah. What a nice ending yeah. to this podcast. Now, don't disappear before we've said goodbye to everybody. You're goodbye rushing off because you want to top up your bloody wine. Just wait a minute. I'm actually quite hungry. Okay, it's well, I'm hungry too, and I know. But you're the one that talked for about 20 oh, minutes longer than oh, I gave oh, you time. Okay. Thank you. For your time, Welcome. for your story, for your love, um, for your half patience. You need to be more patient, please. Um, but I'm excited for more of these joint podcasts. I hope everybody else is. I've enjoyed it. How are you? Have you enjoyed it? Do you yeah, like it? Yeah, it's fine. I don't know if the way that you say that Indicates how you really feel. Da, 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 da. You just want to eat, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, listen, we'll finish up. 
thank you. That was nice for being part of the podcast. Always nice. And we'll do it again, yeah. Yes. Because I have so many things that oh, I want to tell everybody about, which is about our arguments <laughs> and where they come from. Is it a podcast about our family life? Eh? A little bit. Well, a little bit, but for like next ten episodes. Okay, we're done for the night. Thank you for your time mm-hmm. and your love and patience. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Lechaim tovar. Lechaim tovar. Said the pro. <coughs> okay, listen, we're finishing. Okay, thank you, everybody. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. Uh, welcome to the uh, behind the scenes of my life. I hope that I haven't ruined everything that I've worked so hard for these last 10 years. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, episode two of the podcast. Uh, This is to be continued, it seems, because I want to tell you um, a lot more about the the, uh, evolution of our relationship and also the future of us working together. Um, Maybe this will be the beginning and the end of it. I hope not. (laughs) And because this is a bonus episode, it will be just me on Wednesday. So a a solo episode from yours truly. Uh, Maybe a little bit calmer. (laughs) Maybe. Um, Where I'm going to be discussing some things that have been on my mind over the last week or two. And uh, if anybody has any questions that they would like to ask me that I could maybe answer on Wednesday's podcast, then please send me an email to martinblacklock at gmail.com. Martin with a Y, Blacklock, B-L-A-C-K-L-O-C-K, like the colour and the thing that you put your key in. Please also follow me on social media, Martin Blacklock Healing on Instagram, Martin Blacklock on Facebook, and my website, martinblacklock.com. Thank you for listening, for your openness, and all of the enthusiastic, supportive messages that I've received since the introductory episode. I love you all, and remember get strong and stay open, kind, and grateful love to you all. Look forward to next time. Bye now. Bye-bye.